I'm your boyfriend now. This week on Scarapy, Nightmare on Elm Street is on the couch as we dive into the horror legend that is Freddy Krueger. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another session of Scarapy. I am your Scarapist, Trevor, and I am joined once again by the Scare intern, the spooky man himself, Zach Singer. Getting spooky, baby. <laughs> Alright, so we're covering our first horror giant, horror legend, whatever you want to call it. Uh, big my, big my spooky man. time. That's right. The big spooky time. Nightmare <laughs> uh, on Elm Street 1. I think oh, they only made one, right? Um, I wish. <laughs> Fuck you, you love this movie. I like this one. The yeah. rest of them. They get worse. <laughs> then they get better again. So I showed up to the quote-unquote studio today, dressed up like Goodwill Freddy. <laughs> not Goodwill Hunting meets Freddy, so it's not Matt Damon. Just really shitty costume. And you can find that clip on our Snapchat, our Twitter, and our Instagram. They are all Scarapy Pod. And for all my old folk people, Facebook too. Oh god, Facebook. Need a lot of posts, we don't have to do anything with it. <laughs> okay, so let's get into the general stuff for this movie. So first debuted November 16th, 1984. Let, let me remind you, I am old as fuck. I, I came I was born two years after this movie. Oh my god. Think about that. Kill yourself. Is the longest movie we've reviewed so far at an hour and 31 minutes. Oh boy, Big Dick Hammer is coming in at 1984. <laughs> uh, it had a budget of 1.1 billion dollars. God, in the 80s? Yeah. That's like 1.4 billion dollars. <laughs> and how much do you think it made at the box office? I'm pretty sure the first one tanked, didn't it? 700,000, we'll go with that. 57 million. Holy shit, I thought that movie was a fucking bomb factory. Nope, it fucking killed. And then your boy Wes. Yeah, you, I mean, you do it right. I guess from here we say, directed by the legend himself, good old Wes Craven, R.I.P., the god of horror, in, in my eyes and many others. I mean, can't deny how much I love all of his work. So, before I finish my early, uh, rundown of this movie, I do have to mention that I have seen the new screen, baby! Oh! I was with him. Uh, I... I am not ashamed to admit that I cried in the theater. It was beautiful. Out of pure joy that I was watching a new screen movie in the year of our Lord 2022. It was actually when he saw the Batman trailer, but, you know. You weren't supposed to say that! My bad. Holding the popcorn works every time. <laughs> but yeah, it was. It's an incredible movie. Uh, they did West Proud. I'm so 100%. excited for the sequel. Uh, go fucking see it if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, they could reboot this whole series for another 40 years and based I, off of that one. I'd go see every movie. Yeah, absolutely. Just for my boy Ghostface. I just want Jamie Kennedy back well, someday. Sorry to tell you. What? <laughs> He hasn't seen the sequels. My god. No, that's not true. He's seen all of them besides the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. Okay, back on topic. I'm so sorry. 
That's our 15 minutes of scream. <laughs> so, the rating. What do you think this movie's rated on Rotten Tomatoes? Now or when it, well, I guess when it came out, the internet wasn't real. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, a hard one, because it is a super cult, but that movie... As of Monday when I looked it up. Monday, alright. I'm going like a 57. 95%. What the fuck? I yeah. love this movie, and it is a piece of shit. 95%. I think it's just out of love for Freddy. Oh, absolutely. That's all that is. I mean, I guess that's what a rating is. When yeah. you enjoy the movie, not is it a good movie at yeah, this but point. Yeah, but it's critic ratings, though. Yeah. Critics are bot. You're right. Go back in time. So. <laughs> Tell me Roger Ebert gave this a thumbs up and go fuck yourself. I mean, and I'm not even, like, a big Freddy fan. Like, I think most of the Freddy stuff kind of sucks. But even I really enjoy this movie. And, like, let's go ahead and say we're on total opposite ends of our normal spectrum. Yep. Where I loved these movies for no reason at all. And they are not good plots, and that is my whole thing. But Freddy just... He hit me there. <laughs> he touched me in all his spooky parts, and I love it. Oh. Oh, Show me on the mask where he touched you. <laughs> okay. Let's get into this week's questions before we get canceled again. Uh... <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Question one, how often do you have nightmares? Going a little more therapy for this question. Get a little therapy. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and bring it right, straight back to comedy with every single day of my life when I'm not sleeping. I've seen a mirror. It's not good. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll take it. <laughs> it's the only answer you're getting, yeah. so deal with it. Next question. What is the first memory you have of Freddy Krueger? Man. I don't know if it counts really like direct Freddy, but like I remember being super young. I don't really remember watching the movie, but I 100% remember those kids in Jump Rope. The one, two, Freddy's mm -hmm. coming for you. I, that song haunts my dreams. So you remember the Jump Rope twins? I do. Uh, there's three of them. Of the fucking Jump Rope triplets. I'm sorry. I mean, it's weirder if there's just two with a rope and not a third <laughs> jumping said rope. That would be significantly more terrifying, by the way, because that's some sociopath shit. I didn't even think about that. Or just one in a rope and the other one jumping with the fucking laying on the ground. That's a little uh, short bus stuff, I guess, but... Okay. Canceled. We gotta move on. <laughs> Huh. I'm supposed to be professional. Yeah. That's why I'm the intern. Question, yeah. Question three. Are dream demons a believable concept to you? Never once in my life. I dream of Slender Man most nights. We're back to skeptics. We are. He never left. He just didn't have... He was happy for a minute. <laughs> uh, incoming Slender Man review. Soon. <laughs> Because you mentioned it every day since. To be fair, it's because every time I look at any door in my house that are nine feet tall and two feet wide, I'm just like, well, Slender Man lives here. I mean, you're not wrong. Go look at that front door. It is terrifyingly slender. <laughs> okay. And the last question of the day, of course, the obligatory, Freddy or Jason? Oh, all day, Freddy. And I'll, I, I saw that movie. Nobody won because sequels were supposed to happen. Yeah. But it, just for pure entertainment value, like, Freddy is significantly funnier. Minus Jason X. 
Which might be the funniest goddamn movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Minus maybe The Room. Oh no, not The Room. <laughs> I think that movie's scary enough. We can review it, yeah? I mean, it's everybody's pure nightmare. So you're Team Freddy? All day. I am Team Jason. Of course. Uh, I've always liked Jason more. He's more than Freddy Krueger. Scarier to me. And I like to be scared. But, um... Ghostface beats them both every time. I don't know why you're scared of any of them. Ghostface is on his ass no, every I'm not, scene. I'm not scared of Ghostface. I'm in love with Ghostface. Oh, that's fair. There's a difference. Stockholm Syndrome. Got it. Yes. Do you... When you show up to my house in a Ghostface mask, I'll be terrified <laughs> of what's underneath everything else you're wearing. I think that was literally my thought was just vest of knives for no reason. <laughs> so, kind of jumping around a little bit because I was very excited to get into the questions for this episode because I knew you were going to knock them out of the park. No, oh, thank you. So let's take a step back to the cast real quick. Hit it. So we, of course, have Robert England, who is... The man. The like, man, the myth, the dream demon himself. The Mr. dream spook. Mr. Fred Krueger, which is his actual name. It it's is. Freddy, yeah. it's Fred. They, yeah, there's... I don't remember. There's a few times where they call him Fred, and it's super awkward. Yeah, but in the IMDb, he's listed as Fred yeah. Krueger, which I fucking hate. I love it, because he's like, yeah, I'm an adult. I pay my taxes and murder children. <laughs> this vest costs $40 at Target. That's right. Or sweater. Sweater vest? Just sweater. Do you know what a vest is? It's a sleeveless sweater. 90%. <laughs> I'll give you 90% yes on that. So we've got... Uh, Heather Camp, who is Nancy, the queen of the genre. Yep. And then uh, John Saxon, who plays Nancy's father, the sheriff, yeah. I believe. Uh, the or cop. Lieutenant. Cop, yeah, I don't know exactly what his rank is. Uh, Not bitch cop, I know that. Amanda Weiss, who I actually don't remember who she plays. She's I think she plays Tina, Tina I'm pretty sure, yeah. Because, yeah. um, like, I totally forget. Not to derail you a little bit on that one, but I'm pretty sure, because, like, Tina was almost in it more than Nancy. Yeah. Like, she started that movie off. Yeah, she's in it a significant amount for someone who's not the main character. Yeah, like, I, like, starting that movie pretty fresh and haven't seen it for years, I was like, oh, is she the main character? Yeah. Like, and I was like, no, Nancy is. Mm -hmm. What the fuck is Nancy? (laughs) Uh, Ronnie Blackley. Ronnie Blakely, maybe. Mm, Blackley Uh, sounds funnier. (laughs) who I'm about 99% sure is the mom. I found, for some reason, conflicting reports on if that was her name or not. Huh. But I'm, I'm 100% sure, not 100%, I'm like 90% sure, that it's it's Nancy's mom, Marge. Huh. I didn't know her name was Marge. Yeah. They say it about twice. Yeah. Pretty pretty, pretty, pretty pivotal character for not getting a name. Uh, Sue Garcia, who plays Rod. Okay. And... A debuting Johnny Depp. Yeah, boy, he plays... hadn't been ruined by Tim Burton yet. <laughs> he plays Glenn, but I want you to know I will not be calling him Glenn. I will be calling him Johnny Depp. That's fine. I was going to call him Captain Jack the whole time. Okay, so. Even better, I think I'm just going to give him different character names every time he's brought up. <laughs> I like that. See if I can name all Johnny Depp's movies. See if you fucks can keep track of this episode. You fucking figure it out. You've seen this movie. We're yeah. here for the hot I mean, spooks. Let's be real. If you haven't seen this movie, 
why are you listening to this episode? Very true. The other ones I get because they weren't nearly as big as this, but this is like one of the five big movies of, of like horror. Horror defining, especially in the 80s when yeah. it was getting done up. So if you haven't seen this, go watch it, then listen to this. Because I'm not going to go as in-depth with this as the other movies, because we get it. This is here for the funnies. Exactly. This is more of a fun episode for us before we get back into the, the spooks. <laughs> the spooks that I have to fucking bore through. <laughs> okay. So, let's get into the opening scene, huh? Fantastic opening scene. So, we open with a super great, ominous soundtrack uh, playing as we follow... Footsteps walking through a dingy-ass fucking hallway. I assume it's the boiler room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they, the person dumps out a bunch of knives onto a table, and they begin forging what we now know is the iconic knife glove. Uh, my favorite part is the grunting through the whole scene, where she's like, hey, oh, oh yeah, he's, oh, he's yeah. back. Well, he's got little girls to murder. <laughs> and then we're shown the full glove, then we get the iconic 84 title card that was so scary. <laughs> they can't make that anymore, actually. It was handmade by a carpenter who died. Was it Sam Carpenter? It was John Carpenter. Fuck. So, Freddy makes his glove. This right. is the first scene of the movie. Then we get the, the title card, Nightmare on Elm Street. Which I, like, I really like that they just went in... Fallen, like, yep, this is a murder movie. This guy's fucking weird. Nothing left to it. And then we, we cut right to a lady in a nightgown, Tina. Right. Tina's running down a hallway for turning into the boiler room. You see Freddy stalking behind her. Real creepin' like. Just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how you should laugh all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, she makes her way, her way down a sheet-covered hall before Freddy slashes through one and begins to chase her. She gets cornered by a furnace when Freddy jumps up behind her. Because <laughs> um, of reasons. Because he's a spooky man and he's got horror powers. This guy can, literally controls dreams to every extent. He's just like... Pop out here. I'm gonna have some fun. Yep. Tree. I'm this tree. <laughs> so as he pops up behind her, she she jumps awake in her bed to her mom knocking on the door. This is where we learn her name's Tina, and her mom points out that her her nightgown is all ripped up on like the stomach area. And so wisely points out, you should cut your nails. Yeah. So. Thanks, mom, because that's how that works. So some some. Real sleazy looking wife beater guy comes up <laughs> and he's like, Are you coming back to bed, Toots? And she's like, Hang on. It's just my daughter yeah. I'm talking to. <laughs> and uh, this Fuck is it. when we get the advice of the movie, which is, You should cut your nails or stop that kind of dreaming. <laughs> and then she closes the door. End of list, parenting done. Stop that kind of dreaming. We all know what's going on there. She's with Meatball Joe. Meatball Joe's dreaming all over her. <laughs> Meatball Joe. Look at that guy. That guy eats meatballs every meal. Oh, for sure. He runs Jimmy John's. 
He's, he's the one who invented the smell of the sandwich that smells like dirty dishwasher. <laughs> so, then Tina grabs a cross from the wall, and we get the first rendition of the iconic one, two, friends coming for you song. Yes. Go ahead and give us a little little song, Zach. Do you want mine or do you want his? I want his. Oh. <laughs> I don't want yours, motherfucker. But it's so much better. Nope. The, the ever so classic. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. They only do one, two at that point, don't they? Or do they keep yeah. going? Uh, I don't think I, they. I think they only do one, two. Yeah, like I don't think you get the full song until the end. Yeah, very end of the built, movie. Built up for the movie, which is actually super. Yeah, cool. it, it also seems like they were just writing it as they wrote, as they <laughs> shot like, the movie. That like, sounds really good. Like, how do you fucking rhyme this? <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you write orange? You can't rhyme that. Nothing rhymes with four. God damn it. <laughs> okay, so let me see. Tina, in the daytime, with her friends Nancy and Glenn, who is, of course, Johnny Depp. Captain Jack. That's the one time I will call him Glenn. Where they get out of a car, a nice old, I don't know what kind of car it is, it's Cadillac of some I'm, sort. I'm just going to call it a Cherry 96 Cherokee. <laughs> All cars, 96 Cherokee. I mean, it's the same color, it is right? It is. Oh my god. They get out of the car and then just start walking? Yeah. And, like, I don't think he even, like, he... I think he just gives just out. Just straight up parked in the middle of the road. is like, scene start now. <laughs> Acting good. Now, this was, as far as I could find, Johnny Depp's first movie. I'm so. so certain it is. He plays a jock, which he's never done again, I'm pretty sure. I don't know what kind of jock looks like. It's very odd. Unless you count Edward Scissorhands. I do. Oh, that's weird. He <laughs> was a robot. So... So Tina recounts her nightmare to Nancy, and then the group fuckboy Rod <laughs> comes the up The fuckest them, of boys. And he's like, I woke up with a boner with Tina's name on it. And then Tina hits back with the uh, best insult. She says, my name has four letters in it, and yours isn't big enough for four letters. Fucking slammed him. So he just says, up yours with a twirling lawnmower and dips out. <laughs> and I really like this scene because... You're just like, oh, he's just an asshole that yeah. nobody likes. And then you find out, not at all. So, I'll go ahead and spoil it. Tina and Rod are dating. Pseudo-dating? Like, the closest fuckboy dates, I guess. So, Glenn just says, next time Tina has a nightmare, just tell herself it's a nightmare. So she wakes up. Great advice. Nailed it. She's spooked from the nightmare. Which, like, not explained really at all. No. They're just there? Like, I don't even remember them saying she's out of town. They, oh, they, you know, they, they glance over as the yeah. camera's coming down to the window. Yeah, they, I, I do recall that now. She's yeah. out with Meatball Joe. Yeah. They're starting their first Jimmy John's franchise. Sure they, they go to Vegas. I think yeah, that's, I'm pretty sure you're right, actually. Tina's like, when I found out my mom was gonna be gone, I thought I was gonna die. Instead of have a party, like a normal teenager. You're gonna die. You scream it up and throw a party while you do it. You have to. Uh huh. So, Johnny Depp uses a boombox. Who? Johnny Depp. Do you mean Edward Scissorhands? 
I do. All right, thank you. <laughs> so Edward Scissorhands uses a boombox to try and convince his mom he's staying with his cousin, uh, Barry, who lives by the airport in town. And so he calls her, turns on, puts a tape in a boombox of <laughs> airplane noises that quickly devolves into a motorcycle crash, a woman screaming, gunfire, and an airplane fight. And not one of them could figure out how to turn this boombox off, which is fantastic. I mean, Tina and Nancy were just laughing. They were, but like clearly trying to help by not helping at all. And it was, it was just just watching Grindelwald fail through <laughs> that conversation, and clearly the mom is like, I don't care. Yeah, she was definitely just like, call the cops, bye. Yep. And then Johnny Depp was like, I'll see you in the morning. 80s parenting, you get the fuck out. So Tina then says she, she can't stop hearing the guy from the dream and his fingernails. Uh, and that makes Nancy think of the dream she had last night, which was, of course, a man in a red and green sweater. My boy, repping the Christmas. Who scraped his finger knives along things. Which, through like any Freddy movie, you can just watch him. Like, his thing is to, one, mutilate himself for no raisins. And two, just start scratching things like a cat. Like, hey, I'm not allowed to scratch that. I'm going to scratch that. And then she makes the best uh, nails on a chalkboard sound ever, mm -hmm. which I'm going to try and replicate. All right. Let's give him a pause. Big, big breath. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Ten out of ten. That hurt my throat so bad. I hope the mic picked it up. I really hope the Olympics picked it up, because you're getting the gold on that one, boyo. So, that's pretty much the exact noise she makes. Like, it's incredible. Fantastic. Uh, and it, it arguably goes on for about five minutes <laughs> too long, because she makes that noise for, for so long. long. Yeah. Uh, Nancy, you bitch. <laughs> then Tina says, oh my god, we dreamt of the same guy. That's impossible. That's exactly what Glenn says. He says, that's impossible. Who? I'm so sorry. Johnny Depp. Who? Captain Jack Sparrow. Mm, I'm running out of names for him already. There's so many more. I know. I just hate him sometimes. Then Sweeney Todd there you go. sees a figure outside of the window, but we don't see it. I don't even know if it was, did he say a figure? Like, he says he saw something. He says, he, yeah, he's like, he loots something's out there, but you don't really... You never get what he sees, I yeah. guess. And then, because they're in a horror movie, they'll immediately go right outside yeah. and investigate. Instant is to, you know what? Something murdery? I bet I could not get murdered by yeah. that. And then Johnny Depp walks out and he's like, I'm going to punch your lights out. Classic shitbag 80s dialogue. And then he hits him with, here, kid, kitty. Yeah. Which I, I was legitimately confused at that point. Is like, does he think it's a cat now? Because he maybe. wasn't like, maybe he was just acting too well. Because he literally <laughs> looked like he was looking for a cat. <laughs> he was on all fours. He had catnip. It was wacky. Then he gets fucking obliterated by a tackle from Rod. 100. Uh, and then he just pulls out like a three-pronged like gardening tool. Which... <laughs> I, I think they're trying to allude to like, oh, maybe this was him the whole time. Mm -hmm. Super weird. It's definitely supposed to be like, these are the finger gloves, the finger knives. But like, why did he have that? Why did he have it? Why did he know about it? And it, none of it made sense. Yeah. 
It was just to be like, that's the one. It was really just like a fuck you to, yep, you're wrong. And then he, he asked, hey, what's going on? Is this an orgy or something? And then Johnny Depp immediately replies, maybe a funeral, dickhead. Oh, so good. And then uh, Rock just pulls a fucking knife on them. (laughs) These guys are friends, by the way. Or at least, like, pseudo-friends. I think they're friends because their girlfriends are friends. Yeah, but, like, they know each other and it's not just, like... Am I gonna get murdered by this guy? Yeah, Rod know? just straight pulls a switchblade out, puts it to his like his face. Yeah, right up to him for no reasons. And then Nancy's like, "Hey, don't you fucking not?" And then uh, Rod's like, "Tina, I came to apologize. Your mom's not home, is she?" <laughs> and you have the key to the liquor cabinet. <laughs> and then immediately he's just like, he just like walks in the house. Let's go to your mom's room. Yep. She has her own room. It's way hotter than mom's room. Is it? No, never once in your life. Terrifying nightmare. That's what you should be scared of. He, he literally turns back to Nancy and Gunn and goes, we have her mom's room, you have the rest of the house. I what? forgot about that line. <laughs> what a fucking what? <laughs> <laughs> and then Tina goes, don't leave me alone here with him, and then runs away with him. And then instantly he's like, well, I'm going to fuck this guy now, but I don't trust him. So, As we've all been to a bar, I get it. Yeah. So, uh, Glenn's like, I call him Glenn again. Who's Glenn? Glenn. Glenn. I don't remember Glenn in this movie. I don't have another name for him, do you? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of slipping on this guy. <laughs> so many, so movies. many movies, and I instantly forgot all of them. Oh, uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Perfect. Send me your favorite Johnny Depp character. <laughs> I'll tell you why it was probably a bad movie. That's a bonus episode. So, Johnny Depp is immediately like, alright, well, I guess we fuck him, and tries to uh, start making out with Nancy. Nancy's like, we're here for Tina, not ourselves. Fucking stop. And he's just immediately pissed off, but he's like, <laughs> fine. And then it gives a little a little teenage voice storm off. He doesn't really storm off. He pulls her in the house. <laughs> guess I'm, am I thinking of the wrong part, though? You might be. I thought he left right there. No, he, he pulls her into the house and then they lock the door. Oh, that's right. You're right. You want notes that I, <laughs> I'm just free balling this one, boys. And then uh, we get way too much moaning from <laughs> Tina and Rod. Uh, we get classic lines such as, oh God, oh Rod. She really should have tried out for uh, Phoenix Forgotten Raps. <laughs> but yeah, we get about, I think it's about 15 seconds of just straight moaning, uh, and then we pan to Johnny Depp's face, and he looks very upset. Uh, do you mean the Mad Hatter? I do. Okay. I do mean the Mad Hatter. Yeah. And then he says, morality sucks, and puts a pillow over his head. <laughs> so bad. And then we cut to Rod rolling off of Tina, and he's like, so, we're not fighting anymore, right? <laughs> We're not going to have any more fights. And she's like, we're not going to have any more fights. And he's like, cool. <laughs> and then he, he mentions that neither of them are going to have nightmares anymore. And Tina's like, did you have a nightmare? And he's like, men can dream too. <laughs> Just shitty dialogue alluding to he, somebody's he, getting super murdered. Yeah. 
and then they just roll over and fall right asleep. Uh-huh. As one is, mm-hmm. one does in t- uh, white, tidy whiteies. Tidy whiteies. Yes. yes. The tidiest of whiteies. <laughs> then Nancy wakes up, grabs a cross off the wall behind her, and then go, goes back to sleep. Uh, which is kind of weird. I mean, she already did it once, I guess. Yeah. So. Well, that that was Tina, though. That was oh, Nancy. you're right. So Nancy just did it. I guess. So, and then Jesus we get... saves us all. <laughs> we get a slow pan to Tina's window, and then Pebble gets thrown at it. Wakes Tina up. Tina looks outside. We see another Pebble hit her window. That one goes through and actually kills her. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that would have been a funnier yeah, that would have been way better. No, that would be like actually, Freddy 5. It actually does crack the window. Yeah. And then she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Who's egging my house? <laughs> then we get the uh, arguably most iconic scene in the movie, which is Nancy asleep in bed, and Freddy stretches through the wall above her. Mm-hmm. Like, we see his hands and his face kind of come through the wall and look down at her. And, like, can we appreciate how hard that must have been to do in 1984? So, uh, that's practical. I know. Yeah. Exactly. So, I don't know how they did it. I'm pretty sure it was, like, an elastic... It was silly putty. ...cover on the silly putty. Just a fucking shitload of silly putty yeah. eggs. So, I, I'm pretty sure it was, like, an elastic cover. It had to have been. In place of the wall. I mean, you just leaned into it. So, but it looks It looks incredible. so good. Yeah. So good. And then Nancy wakes up right as Freddy goes back into the wall... Nancy I'm pretty just, sure that's straight trailer, isn't it? I think so. I'm 90% that's trailer. Nancy just puts the cross back on the wall, like right where he was. Well, I mean, that stops it. Of course. Obviously. Because he is, in fact, a dream demon, even though they don't mention that in this movie. Spoilers for the next nine movies. If you want to, I mean, if you want to talk about that, he has a lot of different reasons I don't what happened. Talk about that. Uh, we will get into it in a lot of detail, because I have a lot of thoughts on that. Then we cut back to Tina who goes downstairs and outside in the middle of the night alone for a movie as, Yeah, as we all do. And so she goes downstairs outside and we hear a man call her name and she walks out into an alleyway. Which isn't like super out of place, I guess, for it, but it is it's also strange. like, why the fuck are you here? Yeah, and keep in mind at this point, we think that Tina is awake. Right. I'll tell you right now, she's sleeping, but we think that she's awake. We haven't been shown that she went back to sleep. Right. So, we see Tina turn into the alleyway, and we see Freddy down at the end of it. And just, just that sweet, sweet silhouette. Like, this is the first real shot you get of him. Mm-hmm. And we get, soup, like, a super long-armed Freddy. Oh, so much better than that. You, you described that like shit, because I laughed my ass off for about three hours. <laughs> sure, describe it. Oh, man. He is standing stay in the middle, and it's not just, like, stretchy arms. Again, no CGI. These are all practical effects. Just wiggling rakes out of his body, <laughs> just getting longer and longer. And again, scraping his fucking blady nails across the fence, I guess? I think it's just a wall. Just a wall? I don't know what it is, but he's got to scrape up against something. And then she just goes, oh, God. And then we get a close-up of Freddy's face. With the, the glove up to his face. He says, this is God. Fantastic line. So good. I think also out of the trailer. Yeah, oh, 100%. And then he starts chasing her back towards her house. Now, really great. <laughs> uh, you probably have notes on it. It is clearly not Robert England chasing yeah. her. 
because it is just like some spaz just <laughs> running through all hunched over. With his arm, <laughs> I'm gonna get you. With his arms out. Yeah, still. just trying to pretend his arms are long still. It's so bad. And then... And then she runs to her house. Then he appears out of nowhere from behind like a, a really narrow tree. And he goes, hey, Tina. And she turns around for some reason. And he goes, watch this. Then cuts off two of his fingers. Just for funsies. And then like green liquid shoots out. Yep. We assume blood. Dream blood is dream. Dream blood. So then he grabs her and throws her to the ground. Mm-hmm. Which should have been in the house already. I mean, again, magic dream powers, and this guy's just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push you. If Ken from Unfriended were here, he would have said, Tina, you stupid bitch. He always, every time. <laughs> so she... Ken. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. baby. I still hate it. Oh, fuck you. So then she grabs Freddy's face to like try and you know, get him off of her, and his skin just falls off. Just reveal a, like a laughing skeleton face. Fantastic. I forgot about that. Yeah, it, I, that is definitely not a trailer scene, but I'm pretty certain it was one of like the more popular scenes because mm-hmm. it actually looks pretty great. Yeah. For what it is, again, practical effects in the '80s. Like you can watch like watch her rip skin from this very fake skeleton face. Yeah, with super bulging eyes. Yeah, well I mean all eyes are bulging if you have no skin. You right. <laughs> so and then Rod wakes up to Tina screaming for help and flailing around in bed. And now the reveal, she's still sleeping. Up. So and then her shirt and stomach get slashed open. Um and she's wearing a white shirt, so we get super bloody super quick. So, and then she starts levitating uh, in bed, like floating straight out. Uh, what is it? Encounters of the Fourth Kind or something like that. Some garbage movie, absolutely. <laughs> so she starts levitating like she's being abducted by aliens. And then she starts getting dragged up the walls and around the ceiling. She's getting spooky spins. Yeah, she's getting spooky spins as she's still screaming, flailing, bloody like, as fuck. That, and she's fucking wailing. This girl yeah. is hammering those lungs. And then and the whole time Rod is... Rod's cowering in the corner. Just watching it happen. Tina drops to the floor dead, covering Rod in her blood. Uh, at this point, Nancy and Johnny Depp... Uh, Rango. Uh, they bust in the door to find the room, a bloody mess, Tina dead, and Rod gone. That's right. He already took off. He's like, they're definitely going to say I did this. Which And they were trying to get in like the whole time. Yeah. Like banging on the door and all they hear is screaming. Yeah. And then Rod's gone. I feel like he might have had a better shot if he stayed. I think they're trying to get like that he's such a delinquent mm-hmm. that nobody would believe him. Mm-hmm. So then we're at the police station afterwards, and Nancy's parents are there. This is where we meet her mom and her dad, where yeah. her dad is a cop. Well, it's like her and her mom are in the in an office, yeah. and this cop's just walking around talking about this case. I think it's her dad's office. Yeah, I assume so. But you don't know that yet. Like, I really like the reveal of that, because mm-hmm. you don't know that until he walks in the office. Like, why was she here? Yeah thinking you're, they're talking about Tina, it's like, she lives here. And your cop actually says that. 
And then the mom, I think, goes, or no, the dad sees her, sees Nancy, is like, no, why was she here? Yeah. Why was my daughter there? And Hanging then, out with these delinquents. This is when we learn that the mom and dad aren't together because he kind of just says, hi, Marge, and then goes back to talking to Nancy. <laughs> uh, fucking great. Just dicking it up. And so then he's like, I want to know why she was sleeping alone with three other kids, especially a lunatic like Rod. And Nancy says, Rod's not a lunatic, Dad. For real? Because as far as you know, he just killed a woman. Also, you watched him pull a knife on your boyfriend like two hours ago. I just don't get why she would say that. He's a good person at heart. He can, She can save him. Uh, the cops are all talking outside the room about how Rod is this fucking lunatic delinquent who's been arrested for drug smuggling and fighting, which I'm sure he just had a pack of cigarettes on school campus yep. and fought a teacher. I mean, drug smuggling equals murder, essentially. And then that's when we meet Nancy's dad. I skipped over that because I'm bad at my job. God damn it. <laughs> so then Nancy says, well, Tina and Rod had a fight before, but it wasn't serious. Then her mom looks her dead in her fucking eyes and says, well, maybe you don't think murder is serious. How huh? could you say that? What the fuck? Piece what of shit, mom. mom. Yes. Let's go ahead and say March. Not feeling no, mom of the year. No, she's... Oh my god. Like, I, I, the first time I heard that, I forgot about that line. When I rewatched it, I was like, what the fuck? It, it just doesn't, like, make... Well, I guess... I can't remember at this point. Have they like really gone into that she's just a piece of shit? No, this is the like, first time we. You're see really her. seeing her, yeah. This is the, the we're introduced to her in. Is this it the scene? scene? Oh, I yeah. thought we saw a glimpse of her before. Mm -hmm. No, I don't think we did. Okay, yeah, what a piece of shit! Like, so your first thing is just like, my daughter sucks. She doesn't believe in murder. Yeah. And then Nancy tells them that Tina had a dream she was murdered the night before she was. I really like that she's, like, trying to justify it with something pseudo-sci-fi. It's, yeah. like, not Dream Demon. She dreamt the future. Yeah. And she says that that's why we were there. We were there to, to protect her because she didn't feel safe. Right. And then we get a cut to the next day. The cops are all around the fucking town searching for Rod. Nancy decides, I'm going to school. Fuck this. And her mom's like, why? What the fuck? Which, why, does, why does my kid want to go to school? The only time I think mom doing her job, slightly? Yeah, she tells her to stay home. Right. But Nancy's like, I'm going to go crazy if I stay home. <laughs> and I then mom, be being a shit mom, lets her go. Yeah. So Nancy's on her way to school, sees a creepy guy in a suit following her, like leaned up against a tree. <laughs> uh, very men in blackish. Oh, yeah. But she, she starts just walking again. She's like, fuck this guy. Rod jumps her, pulls her into a bush, and goes, I'm, I need your help. Like, covers her mouth, like, shut the fuck up, don't, don't scream. He he tells Nancy, there was someone else there, under the covers. And then proceeds to give her no information about yeah. anything other than, I didn't do it to yeah. somebody else. Nancy's like, well, did you see him? And he's like, no. I couldn't. Well, well uh, huh? How am I supposed to believe you? This is when Nancy's dad pops out from behind the bushes where they are and uh, tries to arrest Rod. Rod fucking dips. Uh, and go ahead. Nancy, <laughs> like a piece of shit, 
protects this guy, yeah. who is just more and more getting rightfully accused at yeah. this point of murder of her best friend. She just jumps in the way of her dad. So her dad's straight up got a gun on him. Yeah. And she jumps in between them. And so we see Rod running down the street. Cops eventually catch up to him. Corner uh, him with cars, arrest him. They got him. He starts... Movie's sh- over. Roll credits, <laughs> boys. He got the rotter. <laughs> he starts screaming for Nancy. And I didn't do it, Nancy! And her dad's like, what were you doing going to school today anyway? What a bad fucking parent. Uh, well, even better, because the, the very next line is, he used me for bait. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you are, your parents are the worst fucking people. Yeah. Let's assume that Rod is the killer, right? Right. You let your daughter get abducted by a killer. Right. What if you didn't get there in time? <laughs> and so then we, we cut to Nancy at school, and we see uh, a now horror icon in her own right, Lynn Shea, who is playing the teacher. I don't know if you know who Lynn Shea is. I, I know her by face. I didn't yeah. know her name. Yeah, she's the, the psychic in the Conjuring movies. Oh, I should see. I 100% only recognize her from... Or it could be Insidious. Those movies are the same. They are. Uh, same universe. Uh, what is that movie? Kingpin, where she plays like the landlord. It's a comedy with Woody Harrelson. Not that funny, but also hilarious. Hmm. I didn't know she did movies that weren't horror. I assumed that was her genre. So, uh... They're talking about Shakespeare and reading Shakespeare, but the Shakespeare is kind of about dreams, but not really. Yeah, like, just... It's like something to set up that this movie's about dreams. Just so subtle plot. Mm -hmm. And this is read as Nancy falls asleep in class. Right. Uh, She wakes, quote-unquote, wakes up, sees Tina in a body bag uh, and a pool of blood as her body gets dragged down out of the room and down a hall. So good, actually. Where it's just, yo, you hate this scene? I don't like it. Oh man, I loved it. I thought it was just hilarious. Freddy's just fucking with her. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I like that this is where we kind of see Freddy's comedy for the first time. You're right. And the body bag is just dumb. Yeah. Like, because even the next scene's more comedy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're about to get there. Hit it. So Nancy gets up and leaves class and starts following the trail. Sees, sees the body bag get dragged around a corner. And, like, just pools of blood and blood smear. Oh, like, it's terrible. Super gore. And so Nancy starts, like, jogging, turns the corner, brisk walk in, slams into a hall monitor chick who's wearing the, the Freddy sweater. The Christmas colored up. And then she says, Where is your hall pass? Screw your hall pass! <laughs> That is probably exactly how she gives that line, by the way. It's like exactly. It's it's fantastic. And then she keeps walking. And then the monitor, now Freddy's voice, calls her back, shows the glove, and says, No running in the hallway. But doesn't he give her a Nancy at the end of that one too? Maybe. I'm pretty Maybe sure he, I'm pretty sure he calls her by name at that one, just more fucking with. I think he says that at the beginning. He says Nancy. And then she turns around. Oh, yeah, and he my hits her with the no running in the hall. And then she just keeps going. Like, that doesn't face yeah. her. Not giving any fucks about this creepy-ass girl. And then she, she follows the the blood trail down to the school's boiler room. Which every school has. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I guess I didn't think it was that weird. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure no schools have like true boiler rooms. Uh, Maybe in the 80s. I don't know. I'm 100% talking out of my ass on that one, but. And then uh, she hears Freddy breathing as she steps out and walks towards. Or sorry, as he steps out and walks towards her. And this is where she turns around and the walls, the door is gone, right? Yeah. yeah. And she asks who he is, and then he pulls up his shirt and just slices his chest open to reveal green slime and maggots inside of his body. As one is known to have. Because, you know... Dreamins. Yeah, dr- Dreamins, I like that. Yeah, I just, just got, got you that one, baby. <laughs> so... I, just, I, gotta, I gotta stop you again. Like, sure, stop I, me. I love the fact that his idea of torturing these kids is just cutting himself and just freaking. He's like, I'm gonna spook you. He did it before it was cool. He, oh shit, he did. He's the original emo. <laughs> I'm inspired by Freddy. He wore the hat and everything. The fedora. The fedora. He had it all. He had a fucking mustache, a mouth fedora. He'd be all over it. <laughs> That's just 80s porn star. Exactly. Okay, so I think before we get into the real chase scene, I think this is a good point to call part one done. Let's get into part two with Nancy being chased by Freddy for the first time. Do it. Alright, Zach. You know what time it is. Is it time for the first official annual weekly treat of the week? I don't think you know how any of those time frames work. <laughs> Here is our first annual weekly treat of the week. <laughs> gotta make it big, gotta hype it up. It, math doesn't work like that. Or calendars? Math calendars don't work like that. Calendric math. Calendric's not a word, but I think it should be. It is now. Perfect. I think that's how they got the 2012 theory. Calendric math. <laughs> Nailed it. So, I'm a little upset. I don't see a bowl here for the treat. Look, man, I have a real job. I've seen what you do at work. <laughs> I do your job. Exactly. I'm way too busy doing my job over you. Fuck. Okay, what do we got this week? Alright, this week, you actually get a good one. Be satisfied. A fucking Snickers. I mean, yeah. I do like Snickers. God damn it. (laughs) Alright, Spookies. Next time, he's getting some garbage. I'm talking behind the couch, bottom of the barrel, sticky Jolly Rancher. That sounds good, too. Perfect. That's what's (laughs) happening next week. Keep an eye out on social media for that Spooky Bowl, because it's coming. It will be very offensive. First Nancy Freddy Chase of fucking many. About 8,000, if I count right. <laughs> so he starts chasing her through the boiler room. She says, This is only a dream, as she was told to by Johnny Depp. Uh, hold on, I got Ichabod Crane. <laughs> and then he says, Come to Freddy. Which at this point, like, Freddy is just a meme machine. Well, and but then, before memes were a thing. Yeah. And then he, start, he starts wiggling his tongue. We get like a close-up of his mouth where he's wiggling his tongue oh, yeah. at her. Super hot. Yeah, what? Super hot. 
<laughs> okay. And then uh, Nancy burns herself on a pipe to wake her up because she's in a dream. A, a dream? A dream. Dream. Got it. David Dreamin of Disturbed. So she burns herself on a pipe and wakes up in class fucking screaming. Given the, the howls. Yeah. And so she she jumps out of her seat. Teacher comes over and she's like, are you okay? And she's like, I'm just gonna fucking leave. I'm out. I'll go right home. Grabs her bag and leaves. Uh, I didn't know you could do that. Uh, I mean, I think if you had a murder friend recently, yeah, you get some leeway. That's fair. Because the teacher literally is just like, Back to right. Class. Yep. And so then she gets outside and she's feeling her arm, and we see the burn from the nightmare is still there. So now we know what happens in dreams. If you die in the dream, you die in real life. So she she visits Rod in jail, and he tells her again, you know, what happened. Uh, he says, "I couldn't see anyone." And, like, I think it's, at this point, like, obviously she's like, okay, something's going on. Yeah. But, like, now she's went from he probably did it to pretty skeptic. Yeah. Which makes, like, more sense why she's gone back to this one yeah. guy. And so she's like, you know, how, how could someone else have been there, but you couldn't see him? That doesn't make sense. And he keeps saying, I know, but it happened. Like, I couldn't see him. All I could see was Tina fucking dying. <laughs> I know, man. That's all, that's all I could do, man. <laughs> And then he says, you know, he I, I thought it was a nightmare like the one I had before. And she's like, oh, fuck. And now you're seeing Freddy's just been fucking with these yep. kids all over the place. And then Nancy grabs her stuff and starts to leave. And he goes, do you still think it was me? And she goes, no. And leaves. Thanks for helping, Nance. Right? Like, what the fuck? I mean, I don't know what she could have done, but also nothing useful to... Big old rod. Yeah. And then we, we cut to Nancy in the bathtub singing the one two Freddy's Coming for You song. Uh and she she does I think, I think five she goes, six. She hits crucifix, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. Cause she definitely does more than three four. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure she doesn't go seven eight. One two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, three four, four. Better lock better the door. Lock your door. Five six, get your crucifix. Mm -hmm. And which then, plot to them for getting crucifix in there. Actually, no, wait. She does the whole song. Because she she says, 7, 8, better stay up late. Yeah. 9, oh, 10, yeah, never, never sleep, sleep again. And as she falls, falls asleep. asleep. You're right. You're yeah, right. so she falls asleep while she's saying, yeah, never sleep. I Which, love that irony. Yeah, actually fantastic. Um, and then she's asleep in the bathtub. Famous bathtub scene. Freddy's glove comes up from the water um, in between her legs. Goes straight for the ding. <laughs> the ding to the doll. Yep. Um, no, so his, his gloves slowly... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were about to break out into hip-hop right there. A ding and down. A ding and ding and down. So uh, his glove just slowly starts coming towards her when uh, Nancy's mom starts pounding on the door and she's like, don't fall asleep in there. A bunch of people die from drowning in the tub every year. Little does she know. Also, if anybody wants the full hip-hop version, you can look up Ice Nine Kills. We did a song with them. Um, you should look up Ice Nine Kills now that we're, we're talking about it. We've Ice got Nine Kills is my favorite band in the world. I'm in the top 0.1% of their listeners. Out of all six people, he's nailing it. <laughs> no, so they, they are a 
metalcore band that make music based on horror movies. Fantastic and idea, by the way. We, I'm gonna make Zach react to them. Zach yeah. doesn't really even like music. Yeah, we'll get into that. We're gonna do a video of why I'm a complete piece of shit mm -hmm. and also listen to that song. Yeah, so they have a song about this movie called The American Nightmare. Um, which, which kind is of a kicks... wrestling song. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> which kind of kicks off a whole uh, story that they do through their music videos, which I also want us to do, because they, I don't know if I told you this, Zach, they make a horror movie based on their albums. Like, the albums are about movies, but the music videos are their own movie. Fantastic. Also, completely segueing from your point... That new Foo Fighter horror movie, that's exactly the uh, same idea. Studio 666. Gotta watch it. <laughs> Here's your first plug. Somebody pay me money, or I'll take chicken nuggets. Spicy nuggets. I'll take regular. Prefer spicy, but I'm not picky. <laughs> Someone better mail me fucking chicken nuggets. That'd be hilarious. I will give you his address. DM me, baby. I'll get you all the time. Slide in my DMs. It's my DMs, too. We have the same Twitter. Son of a bitch, you don't know how to use Twitter. You're right. I also don't. Okay. Now it's just completely derailed from this yeah. movie. So, to get you back on track, we're, we're reviewing Nightmare on Elm Street. What? <laughs> um, Nancy is asleep in the tub. Freddy's gloves coming at her. Nancy's mom knocks on the door, and we get a great uh, shot of Freddy's gloves sinking back into the water as Nancy wakes up and turns her head towards the door. And the timing is just it's so perfect. perfect. You gotta wonder how many how many times. A they, thousand. They if they even like, I wonder if they even got that together. If they somehow cut it up, because mm. that that scene was timed so well. It's like exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so her mom says, "Don't fall asleep in there. She could drown." And Nancy's like, I'm good. So obviously, Nancy falls right back asleep. Uh, 100%. Uh, and immediately gets pulled underwater by Freddy. Um, and the bathtub turns into this, like, almost like a... I don't know how to describe it. It's like a frozen lake where there's only the one opening. And everything else is just water underneath. Yeah, like... Um... Like when you see, like, ice fishing, you cut yeah. that little hole in there. The rest of it's just frozen on top. Like, yeah. Pseudo that, I guess, is the best way to describe it. And Freddy's holding her underwater while she's trying to, to swim up. And she's, like, screaming underwater. Her mom starts pounding on the door. As soon as Nancy gets up back to the surface, she wakes up. Right. Puts a towel on, and her mom, like, uh, picks the lock of the door with a... What do you call it? Hanger. Like a clothing hanger. Yeah, is that what it was? I don't remember what she's used. I mean, if you ever messed with one of those old locks, you could pretty much do it with anything. Yeah. So she she gets the door open as Nancy is standing on the outside of the bathtub, towel around her, and she goes, "I just tripped. I fell. Uh, it's okay." And I think just hiding the fact that she's trying to stay awake because at this point it's a couple of days. Mm -hmm. Like I think at least two days. Yeah. Where she hasn't slept, and you can start to kind of see it in her face. Which I'd say the progression of her insomnia is really good throughout, mm -hmm. like, just makeup-wise on the movie. Definitely. Uh, and then uh, Nancy's mom is like, okay, well, it's time for you to go to bed. I'm going to go make your bed. Or, or, no, I'm going to get you some warm milk. Yeah. Gross. Yes. Uh, milk is disgusting. Yes. Don't warm it up. No. Throw it in the trash or uh, Either that or warm it up straight from the cow. <laughs> I might try that. I don't think that would. 
So, um, Nancy grabs a bottle of a drug called Stay Awake. Uh, which Cleverly, is... ironically named, yeah. because it's clearly a sleeping pill. <laughs> it's just a solid five-hour energy. <laughs> And then she... You know, it's just a caffeine pill, right? <laughs> she lays in bed watching an old Ur horror movie, which I couldn't find the name of. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't look very hard to know. Same, but it was, like, vaguely recognizable, yeah. but not... Not no. They couldn't get the rights to fucking Nosferatu. Then <laughs> she opens her window to find Johnny Depp. Uh, do you mean Sir James Matthew Barry? Yeah. All right. Finding Neverland. To, you look it up. To, to find Sir James Matthew Barry on her, like, windowsill, because he climbed up her rose vine. Which was, like, a common thing for them. Yeah. Uh, and this is where we learned that they're, like, across-the-street neighbors. Right. Um, like, can, can see each other from from the windows. Yeah, which is why he came over, because he right. saw that her light was on. So, pulls him in, and he's like... I heard about what happened at school today, and you don't look like you've slept, huh? And she's like, no. And then grabs a mirror and holds it to her face and goes, God, I look 20 years old. <laughs> Which, in, in the movie, she's supposed to be 15. But in real life, when they filmed this, she was 20 years old. I was gonna say, she was no 15-year-old in that movie. Yeah, so, I that could have been in the script. It could have been like a like an in-joke for her, like, I, oh god, I look so old, I'm 20, and she's actually 20. I mean, I would assume so at that point. Because that's, that's pretty funny. It is great. Uh, Wait till you're 30, you old bitch. <laughs> then Nancy asks Johnny Depp to... Uh, do you mean Mort Rainey? Secret Window, it's actually a great movie. So she, she says, I'm gonna go look for somebody, I need you to stand guard. And he goes... Okay. The whole conversation right here is super, super awkward. metaphorical and bad. Yeah, they don't... She doesn't explain herself at all mm -hmm. to the point where George Jung from Below is just... clearly doesn't understand what's going on, and rightfully so. And we cut to Nancy wandering the streets of her neighborhood. She eventually asks if Johnny Depp is still watching... Uh, and he comes out from behind a tree, and he's like, yeah. Like, again, he's just standing there. Mm -hmm. And then... I, like, the, my, when I rewatched this, I legitimately thought they were both asleep. Because <laughs> I couldn't remember what was going on, why he was just standing in yeah. this tree. Well, I mean, at this point, you don't even think Nancy's asleep. Yeah, fair know. enough, yeah. She says, I'm gonna go look for something. Right. She doesn't say she's going to sleep. And so then... She keeps walking, and Glenn slash Johnny Depp slash whatever name Zach is about to say. Uh, Tonto. Fuck. Yeah, Tonto? Real, real bad. Wow. I, I, I just got the IMDb. There's so much. I'll give you a SpongeBob one next. Apparently he was in the... Okay. So, um, he steps just back into the tree where he came from. Uh, which... Which I really like, because he didn't really, like, step fully out. He really just gave a good lean. Yeah. Really couldn't put the effort in on that one. So she keeps walking, and then we eventually see the fifth precinct. Um, she runs to it and looks through a window to find Rod asleep in his cell. Then Freddy breaks into the cell. Isn't she on like the roof? No, the the window's on the floor. Like it's 
It's one of those weird, like, oh, that's right. I just things. remember the top view, yeah, and it felt so awkward because I didn't, I couldn't remember her climbing anything. Yeah, it's it's one of those places where the first floor is below ground, basement. Yeah, yeah. is it basement? I, don't I mean, know. that's what a basement would be. Shut I don't know why a jail would have a window to that where you could see through. Yeah, to to a cell. Yeah, makes literal zero. So Freddie breaks in. She starts to call for Johnny Depp, who just now is not replying. Which, two things on that. One, him walking, he walks through the bars, just yeah. phases through them. Super great. I'm legitimately curious how they did that, which I assume was just cutting yeah, some frames together. Like but it looks great, like pretty seamless. Uh, two, Johnny Depp, uh, Jack Kahuna Laguna. <laughs> great name, right? I saw that one, thought you'd like it. Oh, that's great. So... She calls for Johnny Depp, who doesn't reply. Don't say another fucking name. I stopped. Um, then Freddie stands over Rod and looks up at Nancy before Rod wakes up in his cell. Then she sees Tina in the body bag again behind her, and Tina's like covered in bugs. Like a centipede crawls out of her mouth. There's a bunch of huge worms around her. Which, I feel like that scene, they couldn't figure out how to do what they wanted to do, mm -hmm. and they just put a bunch of bugs, like, at her feet. Because yeah. it was just, like, at her base, minus the one that comes out of her I think it was, head. it was just a way to have, like, a clear dummy yeah. stand straight up. Yeah, like, in, in a bag. they didn't do very much with it, and you could tell. Yeah, and so Nancy starts running and screaming for Johnny Depp to wake up, which is, like, you know... I don't know if, if she's saying all of the stuff that she's saying in her dreams in real life. Right. Because that, that's never really clarified. But there's there's not a good distinction of what happens in the real world while Freddy's doing things. Because mm -hmm. some things are very prevalent, like getting thrown around a room. And other things are screaming and yelling and nothing's happening. Yeah, and she's running around yelling, Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp, uh, are you there? And then Freddy, I'm not going to let you say it. It's perfect. Uh, I got nothing good left anyway. Perfect. We're done with Johnny Depp names. You're welcome for a bit. And then uh, all of that just for Freddy to say, I'm here, then jump out and start chasing her again. Because that's 90% of what he does is just chase this girl mm -hmm. around. She runs home and one of her feet sinks into the stairs. Super good again. Yeah. And every step up the stairs, her feet sink into Quick Sandy. And Freddie uh, breaks through the window on Nancy's front door wearing Tina's face and pretending to be Tina asking for help. Fantastic, by the way. And she runs, she finally gets up to her room, sees Johnny Depp asleep, and then says, This isn't real. Then Freddie jumps out at her through her mirror. Uh, then she Does, it, does that shatter the mirror too? Or is that later? It shatters the mirror in the dream. Oh, yeah, you're right, right, right. Which again, yeah, rules are weird. Yeah, and then she she wakes up in bed, you know, uh, twirling around in bed, like fighting him. Right. Yeah. Then uh, Freddy has already slashed her pillow, so there's fucking feathers. Feathers everywhere. everywhere. And an alarm goes off, waking Johnny Depp up. Nancy's super pissed. <laughs> it's like what? you had one fucking job. Hey, fucko. What, she calls him a bastard? No, she calls him a shit. Uh, yeah. Shit. It, it's really great how horrible Nancy is in this movie. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she gets better. Never great. 
but she never, like, this whole movie, she, her acting is pretty trash. What's up with us and just hating hell? Uh, most of them are terrible. You're right. Okay. So, it's then, not us that are problem. It's the kids. So then, We're still uh, cool. Nancy's mom starts calling out. So Large Marge. Coming Depp, at you. Fuck. So Johnny Depp jumps out the window pretty much and hides on the outside. Then Nancy says, I just had a bad dream. And we cut to them rushing to the jail that night to see Rod, but Freddy's already got a little tied up at the moment. Oh, baby. Such wordplay. Most good. <laughs> wink, wink. So basically, Freddy uses Rod's sheets to uh, strangle him in his cell and make it look like he hung himself. Pretty great way to mm-hmm. do it, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, Not that Freddy's really going to get caught, because nobody's going to be like, magic murder, man, yeah. I got it. But I still really like that kill. So they, they break in just a second too late, right after Rod's Of course. Yeah. They get in there, they... They bring him down. Nancy's dad comes in. He's checking a pulse. You know, it, it's a sad scene, really. It is. We, we see some great acting from Nancy. She's hysterical. Like, almost looks like she's laughing because she's not accepting that he's dead. But, and she really just turned around on him again after yeah. 100% hating this guy. Yeah. And then we cut to his funeral. The priest says, This death shows that those who live by the sword die by the sword. Of course. Fucking. That's harsh, man. You're at a kid's funeral. You're saying he got what was coming to him. I mean, when you write, you write. And then he says, like, But let us not judge those who cannot judge us, or something along those lines. Something priestly. Yeah, something Bible y. And then, uh. <sighs> Really feeling this next part, huh? <laughs> well, before the next part, I have to bring up that Nancy wore um, blue to a funeral while everyone else wore black. Indistinguishable. Blue and black, same color. No, it's like bright blue. Nope, same color. <laughs> so, very main character energy. Uh, what a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does become his tagline, so... I so, guess it's probably because she wore blue to that fucking funeral. Nancy straight up tells her dad, someone killed Tina, and then describes Freddy. Basically the, the sweater, the hat, everything. Uh, her parents fucking freak out, and her mom's like, I'm gonna get you some help. And here's where they're, you're really feeling like they kind of know what's going on to some extent, mm-hmm. which I really like. Because at first it's just, oh, these are just killings. You know this person existed, but what's going on with them? And now they're really starting to be like, give you the backstory, which is, I think, why I really like this movie. To kind of tell it backwards. Yeah. Where this guy's super prevalent and you find out why at the end. Mm-hmm. And so her mom takes her to an institute that studies sleep disorders. As every small town has. <laughs> and they set Nancy up with a bunch of, like, I don't even know what you call it, muscle stimulation things? Like, uh, the nerve type things? Like, that you can feel when they stimulate her nerves? I yeah, don't it's more just, like, is. monitors, essentially. Yeah, it's, it's just... shit that's hooked up to monitors so they can watch her sleep. Yeah, you, you Frankenstein somebody up with some zappies, and here you go. Some zappies. Um, they get Nancy to go to sleep. 
which she does so easily after this horrifying few days. The monitor that the doctor and her mom are watching looks relatively normal. It's it's like a seismograph for like an earthquake. I really like this. I mean, it's the 80s, so I get it, but this AS400, which you have no idea what that is. No. Super old computer system. And I'm, I'm going to get a little ahead of you, but I love to the whole scene, they show this computer screen kind of in flashes. Yeah. And it never changes, but their reactions to it are like, oh my god. There's a Clash 9 earthquake. It's 2012, boys. Second 2012 joke of the episode. It happens. So Hyperfixation, baby. So the the doctor is monitoring her. Nancy's mom lights up a cigarette. She's like, so what are dreams anyway? <laughs> and, and the doctor's like, I got no fucking idea. We don't really know. They're scientific. <laughs> Banger <Yes>. audio. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That's getting cut. Oh, fuck sure. that. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and preface if we're getting this cut anyway. My wife's favorite part of this whole podcast, because she hates me, is when I sneezed in the first episode and Trevor said, Well, that's great audio right there. So now I'm gonna sneeze every episode. Well, I guess we have to leave it in there. Yeah, exactly. We got <laughs> one follower now. Fine. Okay, so. After Zach's sneeze. Um, okay, so the doctor is basically saying, you know, we don't know what dreams are. They're scientific anomalies. They just happen. Uh, and this is when Nancy enters REM sleep, uh, starts dreaming. Which they lovely call deep sleep. Super scientific. She's entered REMs. Does he say that? I, think so. I thought he just said, like, called it deep. Because I remember thinking, like... I think he says REMs. I mean, at least that's real. Yeah. I just remember thinking, this guy's clearly a male nurse. <laughs> so, then she starts freaking out in bed, like flailing around and screaming. Everyone busts back into the room and they're like, what's happening? What, what the fuck's going on? They wake her up to find that uh, a part of her hair is gray now. She's and her arm is cut Rogue from the X-Men. She got her stray grays. <laughs> And a supercut, and Freddy's fucking hat. My boy, the fedora's gone. She pulls the hat out from under the sheet, and she says, "I brought something back with me from my dream." And her mom's like, "What the fuck is that?" Now, at this point, do you think he has infinite fedoras? Because he can just create them. No, I think he only has the one. He definitely comes back with that fedora at some point. I think he. He never gets it back from her. Like, I really, I wish there was a scene where it was just sitting on her desk and he just climbs out of her <laughs> ear and grabs the fedora, but that definitely never oh, happened. I, is he wearing the fedora? I'm pretty certain he, he comes is. back. I don't know, I didn't pay enough attention to the fucking fedora. It's here in the room, I'm looking at it. It is. The only reason I ask is, if this guy has infinite power over this place and create, can create whatever he wants, this guy chose a red and green sweater for the rest of his, <laughs> his life. his favorite sweater. I mean, if it's comfy as fuck, but I've seen those sweaters and they're itchy as shit. And that guy's got super burny skin. You need fucking aloe, boy. So, Nancy and her mom leave the research center and go home? Uh, Naturally, after that. And for some reason, we start getting that Nancy's mom is a straight alcoholic. 
Again, already not mom of the year, piece of shit. Yeah. But they didn't hit alcoholism until no, this just regularly brought in. Right. Like Nancy's Nancy comes into the kitchen, um, and her mom hides a like a huge fucking handle of vodka behind her her body. Like she turns around and pushes it behind her back, and she's like, "What are you doing?" I don't know why you gotta specify my limit of alcohol that I keep at home, but all right. <laughs> You have multiple handles. No, I just buy them as they run out. <laughs> Once every couple of days. So, Nancy asks, is the hat gonna get examined? Like, are you gonna do something with this? Cream hat. And her mom's like, I threw that away. <laughs> Fucking what? Again, world-class mom, world-class problems. And then Nancy just grabs the hat out of the trash and is like, this is a real thing. Like, what the fuck is going... It says Fred Krueger on the inside of it. I absolutely love that he wrote his name <laughs> in his hat, by the way, like a fucking third grader, <laughs> in case he lost it in some murder dream. <laughs> so the, the, the hat says Fred Krueger on it, and she's like, do you know who this is? And her mom's like... No. Like, so alluding that absolutely she knows who this is, and we kind of got the feel before, like yeah. we talked about, but now it's just, okay, And then give me all your beans. Nancy's like, oh, well, maybe I should just become a fucking drunk like you, Mom. So Maybe good. I should just get nice and loaded. And her mom fucking slaps the fuck out of her. Just, like, <laughs> one good across the goddamn That's right. slap. Well, in the 80s, you had a five-finger limit. <laughs> So you couldn't double hand it. Not even a, a hand and another finger, but one hand? That's where it's at. And she, she says, The man whose name is in the hat is dead. You'll feel better after you get some sleep. All of these things, obviously true. And then Nancy grabs the bottle of vodka from behind her mom's back and smashes it on the floor. Like a true champion. And then just throws the hat at her mom and leaves. The, the hat she was so invested in. Yeah, I was, she's probably just going to throw that shit away. Uh-huh. And suck the vodka off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> you just soak the hat and you wring that hat out. Fucking virgin blood and vodka. Call them Bloody Marys. stand on a bridge uh, talking about how neither of them have slept in days and they don't sleep is what they said. not sleep bridge we all have those and then Johnny Depp talks about the Balinese way of dreaming which involves dream skills uh, which is basically creating art out of dreams to be fair lucid dreaming real thing yeah. don't truly believe you can control it like the way this is not a, a fun at all this is just me thinking about it because i got really into lucid dreaming for a minute at one point because okay. when i got into like researching it people were like you can control your dreams do all these things it's like that's super cool how do i do this well you have to master it for 90 years and <laughs> you have to die on the titanic because that's how this works but there are definitely dreams, like I've had them, I'm sure everybody's had them, where 
you are in control of those dreams or at least feel in control of those dreams and then you know you finish your sticky and you wake up <laughs> hit you with the bang damn that, that joke snuck up on me <laughs> wow okay so then he said nancy's like well what if they meet like monsters in their dreams and he says well they just turn around and, and don't look at them because without energy they have no power which makes sense i guess like if it's in your dream you made it so you can take it away i like what he's saying but this comes up later and i hate it it's very exposition yeah so i'm gonna explain this to you for no reason and it's gonna be super important right. later let me give you all the answers but not really <laughs> and then uh Johnny Depp sees Nancy has a book about survival, like it's a survival guide book, and she just goes, I'm into survival now. <laughs> and then goes home to see bars on all of her windows. Wait, was the book called Apaco Tips for the Apocalypse? Because <laughs> that's what it should be called. Yeah. Um, I think that's the book we have to write now. <laughs> uh, uh, don't. 100% quote me, there's a good chance I stole that from something and forgot. I believe it. Exactly. You steal a lot of things from a lot of people. Well, mostly movies and TV shows. I just watch a lot of the same things over and over and they become, they form my personality. So Nancy comes home and she's like, the fuck's up with all the bars on the windows? And her mom's like, they're for security. Uh, come down to the cellar and I'll tell you why. Can I be more impressed that they got these bars up in, like, one day? Mm -hmm. Name a contractor that's free tomorrow. Less than a day. It was, like, hours since yeah, Fancy had left. exactly. So I don't know where she got these bars or who to put them up. Kudos. And so... Shit mom strikes again. Also, I would never let my shit mom bring me to the cellar of the house. Never once. After a fight. Just never. Yeah, well... Let's play it safe. Yeah. And so they, they go down... And they come to the house furnace. Uh, Pseudo boiler room. And her mom says, Fred Krueger killed 20 kids. He was a dirty child killer. Uh, and he was set free because a warrant wasn't signed where it should have been. Technicality. Yeah, so basically Freddy killed 20 kids and got off scot-free because of technicality. This is where I really like the backstory coming mm -hmm. in, where they... Now explain, this guy's always been a killer, yeah. and you just don't really know why he's a dream killer. And so all of the, the town parents, locals, tracked him down to uh, the place where he used to hide when he would kill the kids. Whatever. Whatever, yes. And they drenched the place in fucking gasoline and lit it on fire, killed him hence, inside. Hence Burning Freddy. Yep, hence why he looks like Deadpool. <laughs> Which, again, infinite fedoras, you can fix your face, boy. That's true, yeah. I never thought about that. I mean, if he's going for spooks, he's, he's nailing it. Mm-hmm. So, then she says, he's dead, honey, because mommy killed him. And then she shows her his fucking knife glove. Saved the murder weapon of 20 children. She has She it. probably knew. That just saved it and in the furnace, which apparently has never been on because this thing's like yeah. unscathed. So then we cut to Nancy calling Johnny Depp. She says she knows who Freddy is. 
him and asks, His name is Freddy. Yeah. <laughs> she says, I know who the killer is. Blah, blah, blah. His name's Freddy. Um, I, know, I like the idea of I know who Freddy is. His <laughs> name is Freddy. <laughs> and so she, she asks for, for help killing him when she brings him out of her drapery. Now she got a plan. Johnny Depp is like, how am I supposed to help you? She says, you're a jock, you must have a bat or something. Which, really first reference of being a jock, yeah. which I know I said earlier, but Her at no point... Yeah, and I think at this point he's wearing the uh, half-tee jersey. Super yeah. hot. <laughs> and, and then she says, meet me at my porch at midnight. Don't fall asleep. Next scene. Yeah, next fucking scene. He's laying with... I don't know what... Is it a portable TV? Or is it just like a... a, t- it's, a, just a it's just a small TV. Okay. That was like the thing back then. There was no such thing as a portable TV, I'm I, pretty I, sure. I yeah, like this thing was old school rabbit ears weighing about 400 pounds sitting on his bed and yeah. was about 12 inches tall. With his headphones on, with also his record player. Program. Right, headphones and record player watching TV. Yeah, and then... Uh, we cut back to Nancy. She takes a bunch of Stay Awake. <laughs> Which is a great drug name, I know. It is. It's a real drug, by the way. Is it? Yeah. Oh. It's a, it's, they're caffeine pills. It's like a trucker thing. Huh. You can buy the Walgreens. Huh. Well, son of a bitch. <laughs> Alright. Next episode, Stay Awake. We take... St- oh, we should have taken Stay Awake for this episode. What we should do is just do a bunch of meth. We live close enough to Mesa, this could be a thing. <laughs> Fuck you, Mesa. <laughs> Throw it back. So then we get, we get back to JD, uh, straight fucking passed out of bed. Then his mom wakes him up. I love this scene, by the way. His mom wakes him up to tell him to go to bed. It's 100% pointless, and I think it was just for this dialogue, which I hope you wrote down. I'll let you give it, because you're a lot more excited. Oh, man, it's so funny because she wakes him up, why are you listening to your radio and watching TV? Well, I'm just watching it. I'm not listening to the TV. <laughs> what are you watching? Miss Nude America. Of course. And then, well, what if she has something important to say? Who cares? <laughs> Legit line from the movie. And then shitbag mom number two goes, well, you should get some sleep. Motherfucker, he was sleeping. He was sleeping when he had plans. Piece of shit. And I feel like that's when teen rebellion kicks in. Yeah, you're like, my mom told me to sleep. Not doing that. <laughs> I'm staying up, motherfucker. Uh, when we cut back to Nancy, uh, Nancy's mom tucks Nancy into bed, takes the sleep away and her pot of coffee. And then it's the best reveal of the movie. Nancy hit a whole ass coffee maker underneath her bed. Yeah, it was already on. I don't know how her mom didn't smell or feel it because she was right next. to Or her. how that bed was not on fire. Because <laughs> you seen a 1980s coffee maker? Those things are made of 90 percent heat. I mean, I I died laughing when it, I saw it's it. So it's so good. Uh, Which I totally forgot. I remembered the coffee pot for some reason, but I completely forgot about the yeah. coffee maker. It's so good. So good. So, uh, Nancy randomly just decides, I'm going to change clothes. Uh, she's in her murdering clothes now. <laughs> she's in, like, tra- to do traditional... Ship to do <laughs> do do. She's in, like, traditional PJs now, right? Mm-hmm. And then 
Uh, we see JD's dad. JD, of course, being Johnny Depp. Grindelwald got it. We're bringing him back, baby. We see Johnny Depp's dad staring at her through her open window. And I think the only time the dad's in the movie. Maybe he's a background it, it's, character It's the once. first scene, but he's in it first. Yeah, uh, that's true. But so, unmentioned creepy. beforehand. Creepy. Yeah. Open window, 15-year-old girl changing her shirt, old man staring. And he, like, he's on his porch drinking a beer. Yeah. Just taking his belly buttons, beer drinking. Or is this little baby up too? And then... He was actually really... He was the real Freddy Krueger <laughs> in the movie. His, his uh, mom comes out and he, she's like, you know, you shouldn't stare. Johnny Depp's mom, not this creepy guy's mom. Yes, I'm sorry. Johnny Depp's mom. <laughs> And and Johnny Depp's dad is like, I don't like that girl. Something about her. She's 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 crazy. She should be around my boy. Grouchy dad. I love Lucy. Shit going on. Oh fucking! I love Lucy reference. Yeah. What was the the fat guy's name? Not Ricky. The other guy. <laughs> Bobby. Who the hell's Bobby? Ricky Bobby. Rick, oh shit! <laughs> I wake up, I piss excellence. We a full circle to how great I am. So, then um, Nancy cracks her door open, watches her mom pull another uh, handle of vodka from under some towels. Who apparently is just throwing up, throwing handles back like they're candy. Like I just ate a Twix in about fifteen minutes. She's drinking handles. I don't know, every eight seconds it it's, seems like. It's crazy. So, so, then she calls Johnny Depp, who is, of course, fucking passed out. Again. His mom answers, because it's the 80s where all the phones were connected. They, the they were connected to the wall. It's super weird. Huh. You had to plug them in, not just to, like, a charger. I don't believe you. Look at the internet. I don't know if the internet goes back that far. I don't think it does. Dinosaurs, phone and wall, <laughs> pay phones in the middle of the two. And so her, his mom answers, and she's like, yeah, like, he's asleep, it's midnight. Uh, can we stop and appreciate how much, like, this mom cannot have a conversation without reference, <laughs> without conferring with the dad yeah. for approval on anything she says? Yeah, she, she puts the phone down and... She, is like it's Nancy. She wants Johnny Depp, and the dad says, "You know what? Fuck this." Grabs the phone, says, "Call tomorrow." Hangs up. It can wait. And then leaves the phone off the hook, right? Yeah, yeah. And you get straight dial tone, which back in the day that sounded haunted nightmares. That was Freddy Krueger in the day. <laughs> dial it out and dial tones, baby. <sighs> you don't even understand how horrible these things are. I don't. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> And then, uh, Nancy's phone rings in her own house, and she's like, oh, it's Johnny. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, shit. I thought it was going to be Johnny Deep. This is the porn version. <laughs> she picks up the phone and just hears screeching, like what is obviously Freddy's knife glove screeching uh-huh. on something. So she hangs up, accidentally rips her phone off the wall, and she's like, Fuck. As one does. What if Johnny Depp calls? He's not going to. He, he's asleep. Literally just found out he's asleep. Uh-huh. Then her unplugged phone starts ringing. Which, 
not a hard scene, obviously, but it, it was a really good scene. Yeah. And she, her acting in it is really solid. I bet, like, obviously even today it was, like, kind of scary, but I bet back then when phones were actually like that, I bet that's fucking cool. Oh, absolutely. That's like the, the scream cell phone ring. Oh, 100%. So, her unplugged phone starts ringing, she picks up and Freddy goes, I'm your boyfriend now. And at the same time, his mouth is the receiver, and it's just slogging on this girl. Yeah, just like straight tongue to lip action. Freddy is wearing a neck choker and slobbing her dog. <laughs> and so, uh, I don't think I need to spell this out for you, but Nancy's asleep. Like, what? <laughs> Freddy's a dream viewing, guys. So My god. He's only around in dreams. I thought he was the one that drowned at Cat Crystal Lake. That's Michael Myers. Oh, that makes sense. And so, she throws the phone down, obviously. Tries to go and help Johnny Depp. So she, she runs downstairs, tries to open the door, but we see there's a lock on the inside now, too, that can only be unlocked by a key. Uh-huh. And her mom's like, no chance. <laughs> Super smashed. Oh, like fucked up. And she's like, go get some sleep. <laughs> Fucking what? At this point, it's all questionable. Then we cut back to Johnny Depp asleep in bed. Freddy's arm slowly comes up from around, the, from under the mattress. Not under, in the mattress. In the mattress, yeah, it comes and up. pulls him down into the mattress. Yep. And I guess this is probably arguably as iconic as the scene where he's leaning through the wall. I'd say it's the most iconic in this movie. This is where we get the... You, you still see this scene all over the place. This is where we get the blood geyser scene. Yep. Where, after Johnny Depp is pulled into his mattress, just fucking fountains of blood start spraying up uh, out of the bed onto the ceiling, and it stays on the ceiling and kind of pulls up on the ceiling. All practical. Have you ever watched... I watched this... It wasn't directly about the movies, it was more about the making of the movies. Yeah, oh god, what was that called? I could not tell you the name of the documentary. Oh But it, it hits, like, the first, I think, like, five movies. It was, like, the movies that made our nightmares. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that actually might be it. Yeah, I got you. Uh, but it was really good, which, <laughs> the the whole series of the second Nightmare on Elm Street is just gay undertone, gay undertone, I'm gonna fuck this guy, gay undertone. We'll get to it. But then the first one, they go over a lot of the practical effects, and I'm pretty sure, if I remember right, this whole thing was just done upside down. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they just basically flipped the room upside down and just dumped buckets of blood. Yeah, exactly. And it is, it, I mean, everybody's seen it. It's just, like I said, it's just, I would say it's the most famous scene from the movie, especially because Johnny Depp's the one who dies. Yeah. Even if you don't know Nightmare on Elm Street, you've seen this. A hundred percent. And it is so good, though. It's, it's honestly incredible. Like, I, I think about this scene when I think about Freddy, and I'm like, damn, okay. Again, just appreciating not just, like, the series, but the genre Again, this is when horror really picked up yep. as not just, like, shitty or older, I guess, you know, but from back in the day. Yeah. Like, the, they the went... best... Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. I want to hear what you're saying. So, the, the best horror film that was widely accepted before the slasher craze in the 80s was Psycho, which came out in the 60s. Right. And so... So, we've got, since... like, this 20-year gap. Of... Yeah, ever since then, it was, you know, there were horror movies, but... Nothing like the craze that the 80s and 90s saw of, obviously, all the Friday the 13th, Halloween's, Scream, uh, 
So, no, but like it really meant it, it was almost a mix of and the almost the start of like you've got the the psychological horror to some extent. It's not yeah. real in, into that, but it's it hints on it almost yeah. with the dreams, but just the slasher effect of really is where it starts to hit where they get so much better. I would say moving forward, not Freddy, but slashers in general. Well, and even the concept of bringing comedy into horror right. started with this because Freddy does have jokes in this movie, just nothing like what... Not what it grows. Yeah, 100%. It was not meant to be funny, but I think that's just Robert England who was yeah. just having fun at the time because that guy just seemed to enjoy this part because he did it for fucking 90 mm -hmm. years. And, I mean, we saw what happened when someone beside him did it. It's trash. <laughs> I, to be fair, I'm not going to blame Jack Earl... Uh, Jack Earl Haley? I don't know. I'm 90% sure that's him. Uh, that's his name. Like, that was, that movie was shit on by writing. Yeah. But to get back to the OG. Right. So, so the, the blood guys are seen. Blood's everywhere. Johnny Depp's mom comes to his bedroom door, opens it, sees the fucking blood everywhere, immediately calls the cops. Calls cops, ambulance, everything's fucking Classic mom um, shit. The ambulance starts to bring a gurney into the house, and then the cop's like, you're not gonna need that, you're gonna need a bomb. The fucking callous motherfucker who just says that. Especially in small town shit, where it's, they yeah. probably knew this kid, yeah. and they're just, nah, fuck this guy. You're gonna need a mop. You a piece of shit. Everybody's Italian in this movie, apparently. It's little <laughs> that's Italy. Just, that's just my asshole accent. Yeah, yeah fair like enough. A, a New Yorker. Nancy's dad pulls up to Johnny Depp's house and sees Nancy looking out her bedroom window. Um, they wave at each other, and then Dad's like, business time. Yep. Cop walks right on in. I mean, gun on, or hand on gun and hand on holster. We're Wild West in our way, and <laughs> tip of the cap. Hello, ma'am. So, and then uh, Nancy just straight calls Johnny Depp's house phone again. Uh-huh. But really smart of her. It, it was? She can't get out of the house, so... I'm gonna call my dad. But I don't know why they answer. Yeah, like, I, I don't the, know the why cops aren't answer. gonna be like, it was the murderer the whole time! Right? I mean, I guess it could have been like the, the murderer calling me and you'll never find I guess. But, so, so Nancy calls the house, cop picks up, gives the phone to her dad, and she's like, I know what happened, and I'm gonna get the guy who did it. I just need you to be here with me. Yeah, and, and he's like, you tell me who did it so I can go get him. Just tell me the name, you piece of shit. And she says, Fred Krueger did it, Dad. And I'm the only one who can go get him. Break the door down at exactly 12.30 p.m. But he clearly is not listening. No, he's, he, he's, like, he's just annoyed. He's like, I'll be there. Get some sleep. Shut the fuck up. I got a job to do. Yeah, which I guess I... I kind of understand from his perspective. He's like, I'm trying to do my job and my daughter's talking crazy shit. Saying this guy we killed fucking 20 years ago killed this kid. Fuck that. Totally agree. And I like, too, because when he walks up to the the crime scene, they say, sorry to bother you, but this was on your street. Yeah. Because uh, clearly he used to live there with his family. Yeah. So it's not his regular beat. It's just the, it's the, the scenario of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I really, I, I don't know, that, that scene, that, that line, I guess, that dialogue really 
hit it for me. It's good world building. Yeah, like he's not just the only cop in here. Yeah, they... he's, he's not. He's not Dewey from Scream. <laughs> <laughs> no one's Dewey from Scream. Scheme. Scheme. Schemey. So then we cut to a cool '80s montage of Nancy building Home Alone style traps. <laughs> Gonna put some marbles down. Keep on talking, you motherfucker. <laughs> God damn it, Trevor! You ruined our montage overlay. No, I needed you to just do that alone. Oh. So she's she's making trip wires, hanging sledgehammers above doors. So good. Um, she makes she puts gunpowder in a light bulb and then. Uh, screws the light bulb back into the lamp. It's definitely how both light bulbs and gunpowder work, by the way. Uh, and then Nancy sets an alarm and goes to bed. <laughs> Here's my murder house. I'm gonna sleep. <laughs> murder house, totally on me, bro. <laughs> and before she goes to bed, she does the old, uh, now I lay me down to sleep prayer. Oh, God. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. I much prefer Madeline's version of... We love our bread, we love our brother, our butter, but most of all, we love each other. <laughs> if anybody remembers that show, fucking DM me directly so I can kill you in your sleep. You heard the man. Do Nailed it. it. So, then Nancy walks downstairs and goes to the cellar to find Freddy's glove, but it's obviously gone. Because she's in Dream World now, he has his fucking glove. Of course. Uh... Can't be two gloves, otherwise he'd have right and left hand. Oh my god, the double glove? <laughs> double glove in it. And then she, she opens a door in the cellar that leads to Freddy's boiler room. We're back to where we were pretty much at any time in Dream World. Dream World. Yeah, and then she goes in, door disappears behind her. Um, we hear Freddy laugh, and Johnny Depp scream, and Tina calling out for Nancy. Really fucking with her, and I think there's a... I'm pretty sure it's right here when she's walking in. There's just this really almost random scene. Like, we all know he's watching from the shadows or whatever, where they just kind of show him, like, half watching. That's not yet. No, okay, my bad. I that, apologize. That's coming up. Because that scene, like, that, oh, I'll get into that when it comes up. So, she just keeps following the, the voices and the screams, calls out to Freddy saying, I am here. Come and get me, motherfucker. Yeah, and then she finds his workshop. And this is where we get just shots of his glove coming around various things. Like, pipes in the background. His face comes around one. Just creeping around. Yeah. Almost super awkwardly. Yeah. And I almost wonder if it was just limited of what they could do. Like, yeah. what they could shoot to make it creepier. Because, like, for the time, it was probably super creepy. But, like, watching it now... Like, you could have done so many much, like, way cooler things to just make him... This guy should have been the boiler and just licking her feet the whole time. Oh, God. Exactly. And then she she just leaves that room, keeps walking. Yep. Because of reasons. Finds Johnny Depp's blood-soaked headphones before screaming, Come out and show yourself, you bastard. He's, she's standing up to this motherfucker. And this is when our Act 3 begins. My boys... I could say final chase scene between Nancy and Freddy. 
Oh man, you haven't even hit the beginning of the chase scenes of a bitch and other bitch. <laughs> so, this is obviously Nancy screams, come out and show yourself, you bastard. Then he just pops up next to her, chase begins. Let's, let, let's reiterate, all of the pop-ups are just a very crude cut of Freddy not there, and then Freddy there, yeah. maybe popping out from a tree. Fantastic. So Nancy starts running, but screaming, follow me. Then she jumps off a spiral staircase. You know, as you've done. Uh, somehow landing in her front yard in, like, the pile of the rose vine thing. I don't know what that's called. I don't even remember the rose vine thing. The thing that Johnny Depp was climbing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like a... It's just a bush that's, like, climbed up a... I can't... There's, there's a, there's a yeah, platform there's, there's... With, with, like, roses on it. Yeah, like, you know, plants. Yeah, plants and shit. Call Captain Planet. I'm not a fucking biologist. I'm a plant, except... Um, Holy shit, are you really a plant? Yeah. Can you guys hear him? Or am I talking to myself? Follow more and send me details. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, Freddy follows her through this weird portal to plant. Um, and Plant portal. And her, her watch starts counting down from the last ten seconds before her alarm goes off. Freddy climbs out of the rubble and goes, Nancy. <laughs> and Nancy just goes, fuck this, charges him, tackles him into the rose plant. Thing. Rosary. The, the rosary. Uh, I don't think any of us have appreciated your Freddy voice. Which by any of us, uh, I mean me? Because <laughs> you can't talk to him, but I can. And it's fantastic. I'm Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> Now I just hear Scary Terry from uh, Rick and Morty? Nope. Never seen it. Oh man, it's a whole Freddy Krueger episode. It's fantastic. Bitch. That's all he says. <laughs> Literally every line is bitch. Alright, we're gonna do... If I gotta listen to your piece of shit band, you're gonna, listen, you're gonna watch piece of shit Rick and Morty. Are you talking about my band or Ice Nine Kills? Both. <laughs> okay. I'm not listening to Bear Puff. I don't either. It's Get okay. your Bear Puff CDs right here, right now. They don't exist. Exactly. Uh, you fuck yourself. I can tell you a shirt, though. Right. Hey, yo. So, back on track. Never it's was. been three minutes and we've already gotten off track twice. Uh, <laughs> so. Drinks are hitting, baby! They're fighting in, in the rose bush thing, and then Nancy's alarm goes off. She wakes up alone in the bed, and she says, Well, fuck, I'm crazy after all. Then Freddy pops up from behind her on her bed. There's just a little bit of magic left to get to appear behind her as he likes to do. So, obviously Nancy brought Freddy into the real world like her plan was to do. It's worked. And so she gets up, looks it out of her room, closes the door, and traps Freddy in her room. Home alone in the shit out of this yep, guy. Yeah, ties the sledgehammer trap to the door so if Freddy opens the door, sledgehammer's gonna fuck it. Yeah. Boom, boom, and the FF. <laughs> and then she starts screaming for the cops to get her dad from inside Johnny Depp's house. And she's screaming through, like, the bars in the window. Yeah. She still can't get out. Yeah, she's she's on the first floor. Like, she's she's separated from Fred. Yeah. But smart. 
Yeah, it's a great scene, actually. As much as I want to shit on it, no other options. The Home Alone stuff is ridiculous, yeah. but fantastic. Well, I just love that the the cops that are outside are like, what's she screaming for? <laughs> and then she's like, get my dad, you asshole. Hey, fucko. <laughs> so, then Freddy finally gets her door open, immediately gut-checked by the sledgehammer. Uh... Then he falls over the banister down the stairs, right to Nancy's feet. Of course. And then another chase begins. <laughs> so Freddy chases Nancy through her living room. She jumps over the couch, and he walks right through the tripwire from before, uh, which sets off the lamp, gunpowder, light bulb explosion. Again, definitely how lamps and gunpowder work, but 100% not how they work. And it really doesn't do anything to Freddy. Like, he kind of just keeps going. It, it, it's all flash. Yeah. Nothing, no substance. So Freddy chases her down into the cellar, where she douses him with what I assume is either alcohol or gasoline. On the I, I'm pretty sure it's, like, supposed to be alcohol yeah. from Mom's 90 but it's, handle it's, collection. But it's not vodka, though, because it's brown. Well, if it's brown, drink it down, baby. <laughs> if it's black, you send it back. So she she douses Freddy with alcohol, lights him on fire. Uh, and then in a great fire stunt, he fucking chases her uh, through the basement, through the cellar while he's on fire. Really good scene. Yeah. Whoever was actually on fire was super on fire. So she gets up the stairs with him following her. She knocks him back down the stairs while he's still on fire, and then slams the door. And I want to point out, this is super Scream-esque, where yeah. he is now just on his ass <laughs> through this whole fight, because he has lost all power, as Scream does, because he has no real power, because he's a bitch. You just did my least favorite thing. When you called Ghostface Scream. Oh, let me, let me revise. Scream be a bitch. <laughs> so... So Nancy shuts the door after Freddy falls down the stairs for a second time. Freddy tries to crawl up the stairs while he's still on fire, but eventually stops moving. Which uh, we assume, hey, movie's over. She fucking killed him. Right, she got him. She finally gets her dad uh, because he sees all the smoke coming from the fire. He rushes over. She says, I got him. Leads them down to the basement. But... They find the basement empty, and Nancy sees flaming steps just, yeah. going back upstairs. Just some smoldering nothings. And I forgot to mention earlier that before the battle commenced, Nancy tucked her mom into bed. And Little Marge now. We, we see flaming footprints going up the stairs, and Nancy goes, fuck. She's, he's got mom. And gets her dad they rush upstairs and they haven't gotten into the into mom's room yet no they're this is when they're going upstairs too. right right so they haven't done the reveal of like this this next scene I actually really really enjoyed it's pretty yeah. shit but i really like yeah, it yeah so they they bust into the mom's room to see freddie on top of her uh strangling her while he's still on fire right just fire a mass Nancy goes fucking extreme rules on his ass <laughs> hits him in the back with a chair shot uh, fucking pins him, WWE champion, Nancy. <laughs> and then her mom, or sorry, her dad rather, smothers the fire with a blanket. Uh, and then Nancy's like, 
He's still got mom under there. Like, lift the blanket up, but be careful because he's still down there. They lift the blanket up to reveal the skeleton of Nancy's mom with the void underneath her where the mattress was. <laughs> Just getting sucked into nothingness for dream reasons, I guess? Yeah. I Again, don't... not real well explained. Yeah. And I guess at this point is when we kind of get into what the movie wants us to know, which is Nancy's still asleep here. Right. Um, and so that happens. <laughs> or at least I assume she's still asleep. That's what I always thought. See, it never really explains it. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest, I agreed with you because I thought you had another note. But uh, I don't think so because this comes up throughout the series as mom's getting killed I, as this. I haven't watched the the movies as much as you I've, Yeah, I've watched them definitely more recently. Um, and this is like a fairly pivotal point of Nancy's mom getting killed. So Nancy's mom is dead. Yeah, oh, 100%. Okay. Because I'm going to be 100%. Don't remember any of the other movies. Uh, 100%? Should we 100% or 100%? 100%. Pseudo, got it. <laughs> oh, yeah, so that's uh, something else I wanted to bring up while we're off topic. No, no, fuck you. No, 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 no. You may have noticed that Zach says pseudo a lot. Feel free to give him shit, because I started doing it too. DM me, baby. <laughs> give me shit too, please. I know I'm bad at this. Um, <laughs> I give him enough. That's fair. I do cry every time we stop recording, because Zach just throws whatever's left of his drink at. It's the only way I can lubricate my sweet, sweet zooms. <laughs> Throwback. Kobe. So... <laughs> I knew that was going to throw you off. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, back into Nightmare on Elm Street, the episode that I swear to God we've been recording for five hours. Um, Pretty close. So this this is real. Nancy's mom is dead. Yeah. Okay. And the void thing is real, and I think it's uh, dream-related. I think it's how he's getting back into dream world. Gotcha. Is the... Through the void. Yeah. So... The bed kind of fades back to normal mm -hmm. with Nancy's mom being gone, and they're like, well, fuck. And they just watch this whole thing happen. Yeah. Like, this isn't a one person, I can't explain this, this is, this is Nancy, Nancy and, her, and dad. her dad, a cop, like, the cop in the movie. And Nancy just goes, uh, go downstairs, I'll be down in a minute. Uh-huh. And... She's got this. Yeah. So, dad leaves, the door closes behind him. Uh, after he leaves, right. the door just slams shut, and so she walks towards the bed. Freddy comes up behind her, and he like sneaks up behind her. Yeah, she's faced away, mm -hmm. and they're really setting up our very oblivious point of good old JD hitting it. Yeah, so. I'm pretty sure she even says, I know you're here. Yeah, right? she, she says, yeah, I know she you're says, here. I know you're here. And... Oh, I'm so sorry. Go I'm fuck yourself. No, oh, it's, it's a sad sad part right here. <laughs> uh, it's, I know you're here. Yeah. I don't believe in your power anymore. Yeah, I take back every bit of energy I gave Exactly. You. I want my mom and my friends. Now. Yep. And he's like, you fucking what? Yeah, he's 100% he's writing her off. Pseudo 100% writing her off. And she says, I take back all the energy I ever gave you. Turns around. And he goes to slash at her, but guess what happens? He fades into 
90s, what, 80s, I guess, 84 uh, glitter effect. Uh, that's what three. TVs used to look like when you couldn't have signal. It was just that static. static. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's literally what he turned into. And he turns into nothingness. Dream skills, baby. Johnny Depp was right the whole time. Wins. Nancy's on it. She lost her mom, but she won the she won the war. And then she goes to leave the room, opens the door, and is now outside in a completely different outfit. Her mom is there with her, and she's like... This transition is super confusing, by the way. Yeah, it, it just happens. They don't explain it, and the movie ends fairly close after this, and it's very abrupt. This, this is the ending scene. Yes. So, spoiler alert, boys and girls, it's almost over. Um... We got another eh, 40, 50 minutes. I got stories to tell you, boys. <laughs> so, oh, sorry, girl. <laughs> so, they, they go outside. It's very happy. Uh, super foggy out. Which they hit really hard on because they're talking about the weather instantly. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'll be honest, I forgot about this scene until I watched it again. Where the first thing they mention is, oh, it's almost sunny outside, which yeah. I didn't get. And then there's another line, I can't remember who says it. it it's later on in the scene. Is it? Okay, yeah, so, so I'll let you end it. So her mom's like, you know, Nancy, I think I'm going to stop drinking. That's right. I just don't feel like it anymore. Kind of hitting all the happy endings. Yeah. And then all four of her, well, all three, I guess, all, all three of her friends pull up in that beautiful Cadillac. You get JD, Tina, and, and Rod. Rod is the other fuckboy. <laughs> and... She, she runs out to her friends, obviously. It's a nice, nice moment. And this is where we end. On a great note of her and her friends back together. It was all a dream after all. Horror movies end on happy notes. This is where it ends. Roll credits. Psych! Get <laughs> fucked, nerd! So then Rod's like, damn, it's super, super foggy out. What the fuck? Right. And then the... Sun, not sunroof, the, the top of the convertible Cadillac pops up. Right. You see it's Freddy's red and green colors. It's super good, but they haven't really addressed yeah, it. They they're just of, freaking they out, kind of. Yeah. And then all the windows start coming up. On the and, they're, and they're all saying, like, Johnny Depp, stop. Yeah, like, and he's like, I'm not doing it, hands up. I'm not doing this. They all start freaking out, calling for Nancy's mom. Then the car drives itself away. You get a shot of Nancy's mom in the background that just cuts to her close up of her standing in front of the door smiling then Freddy's arm comes out through the window, pulls her into the house. As only a mannequin can be maneuvered because it is straight through a small window (laughs) fantastically done. And then the one, two, Freddy's coming for you song plays. And then you got the triplets or the (laughs) double dutch I guess girls going at you. And then that's the real ending. That's Nightmare on Elm Street, baby. Super confusing ending because you 100% don't know what's actually happened. Yeah. But you have realized Freddy's alive, which every horror movie ends pseudo the same way. Pseudo! It is! Drink every time Zach says pseudo. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> you cannot handle the amount of times I've been drinking. This is at least six. Yeah, that's that I'm about to finish. Number six that's about to go down. Yeah, hit it, baby. Uh, Pseudo will destroy you. (laughs) So, um, I guess before we get into my ending questions, I just gotta say, holy shit, we reviewed a good movie. 
I really like this because I loved these movies, and I know they're not great, but yeah. I always enjoyed Freddy for a nonsensical reason, because they're not very good stories, but they are fun. Yeah. And when I told Trevor I wanted, like, this should be our first big, big bad, he sighed the hardest sigh I've ever heard. Yeah, because I'm not a big Freddy fan. Exactly. I'm not a big fan of his kind of comedy in horror. And it is bad, but it is bad in a fun way. Yeah. And I think it's just been so long since I'd seen this movie. Exactly. I hadn't, I don't want to say matured. I guess in, <laughs> in a horror sense, I hadn't matured enough to watch this movie and appreciate it for what it is. Um, Especially being a Wes Craven movie before yeah. he hit all the all the good notes. And this obviously, this came out 12 years before Screw. So... Damn, my, to the date. <laughs> not, not to the date, but... Uh, 84 to 96. I mean, right? I'll call it the year, the date, then whatever. <laughs> so, obviously I love Wes for Scream, but I feel like as a general Wes Craven fan, I have to appreciate Friday, uh, Friday the 13th. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to get shit on for that. Uh-huh. No, so I have to appreciate Nightmare on Elm Street for what it is. My favorite is, so we always watch the movie right beforehand, obviously, yeah. I didn't pay the extra $4 to watch it 48 hours later, because I'm a piece of shit and I couldn't <laughs> find it at Walmart, but I watched it, he watched it, he watched it, took notes, yeah. and around like midnight, a couple nights ago, yeah. he sent me a text saying, damn, that movie was good, yeah. so go fuck yourself. <laughs> You so I right. told you these movies are solid. Well, the first one's good. They okay. get worse. The second one is god-awful, and I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> so I guess now we get into the standard ending questions. And um, absolutely before that, while I cut you off, <laughs> coming back at you, Scarapy in turn is 100% going to be shitting on movies for the next few weeks. So hit me with your questions. Yeah, yeah, so we, we hit a good one back to the, back to the bad shit. Exactly. We'll get to that in a second, though. So let's let's get into the the ending episode questions as normal. Uh, so what did you like? What did you hate? I'm gonna go ahead the same thing. I have thoroughly discussed what I love to hate about these movies, mm -hmm. but uh, if I'm gonna hit it again, summarize. Summarize. All right. I was a young boy when the first is here. Nah. So if I'm gonna summarize, I really like that Freddy was almost the first mix of psychological and slasher. I like slasher, it's not my favorite, but I love psychological. Anything that's based in a semi-real world, I'll yeah. avoid pseudo on that one. <laughs> uh, I can really get into, those are the things that always catch my attention. I'm really into true crime and learning more about what's going on. And Once again, shout out small time writer. It, 100%. Um, but the way they opened it with, and then ended with his backstory of being a real serial killer and then he got demon powers that are unexplained until, like, the fifth movie for no reason. Yeah. Um, I, I, it just really hit me. I don't know if it was just the age I watched it. That's when I really... I just always enjoyed it. It never was a thing where I was like, this is so stupid, which I've always gone through because I'm a cynical piece of shit. Uh, hated. The movie's actually a piece of shit, but I love it. But I think for its time, it actually really hit all of the notes that you wanted to. And Definitely. I think it really was the intro to a lot of horror. Again, like from Psycho to Freddy, there wasn't a whole lot in between. And I'd have to look at dates of releases. 
But, like, right around then, you had a lot of the hits starting to come out. Yeah, the 80s was when the horror boom really happened. Exactly, and the 90s when they really bloomed. Yeah. And then a lot of sequels happened, and, you know, what happened with that shit. But I think Freddy, for me at least, started it all. Maybe I'm wrong. Sure. That movie, that's where I hit it. But, it like, right then is where it was really good. Like, Chucky scared the shit out of me as a kid for no <sighs> fucking reason. I know you hate Chucky. I did, too. I've come to appreciate it because it's fucking hilarious. It's a bad movie. But it's another one that the further they... And I'm going to get into Chucky rant here for a second. The further they've gotten into his backstory, the more I like it. Because it's, again, a true crime character who was a serial killer. Yeah. Who in the show they actually get way more into. Turned something ridiculous. So I really like the true crime turned something ridiculous. Because I can laugh my ass off on it all day. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense as as opposed to like liking these movies and thinking they're actually like, great horror oh, movies. I will tell you pretty much any horror movie I watch is a piece of shit, but I love <laughs> some of them. Um, next question. I think we already know how we both feel about the sequels as movies, but do you like the sequels in general and are you excited to review them in the future? In general, I think most I'd say most of them are fairly decent like they're not great like number two is a real piece of shit but if you watch anything on documentary like they had the directors were just saying i don't know what i was doing with this but three i think five i love i honestly like loved jason versus freddy me too it's not a great movie like story-wise but it is it does hit all the points i want it to yeah and three is my favorite by far because a wheelchair wizard which is all I'm going to leave that at. Uh, but overall, I, I, I enjoy the series of Freddy. And New Nightmare, again, Wes Craven trying to reinvent. Really good. They take it, it's, it's, it's Scream-esque almost, where they're... It's, yeah, it's meta horror. Exactly. They really hit on the points I wanted to hit on when I'm thinking about that series. And the first time I watched it was way after it came out. And I loved it. Yeah. Um... To touch back on what you said about Freddy vs. Jason, I also like that movie, and that's probably the the Freddy-ish sequel I'm the most excited to review. That's um, fair. It's just going to take a long time, because I, I think we feel the same about this. We want to cover the Friday the 13th movies before we do that movie. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. want to. I kind of want to hit a series of both to, yeah. to build up, because both of them, love them or hate them, have a lot of story to go off of. Yeah. And... As much as I want to say it's just, all, all of the movies are the same, it's just them killing kids, there is story in there. You just have to kind of dig for it. You do, and it's really doing some dark web dive, but <laughs> yeah. you're feeling it when you really hit it, it hits right. Well, as a scarifist, it is my job to get into the psyche of these movies and find out what's really happening. Not that you would know because you're just a fucking intern. But maybe one day. As an intern, it is my job to not understand what's happening and drink <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Perfect. Let's get into my rating of the week for you. Also rating of the week, got it. <laughs> so, this week, how many sweaters out of ten? Would you rate this movie? Oh, a hundred. 
hundred. Yeah, well, we'll cut it half, 50-50, 50 red, 50 green, because the movie's perfect. Okay, so, a ten. <laughs> no, no, a hundred. You're missing a zero, though, bud. <laughs> you go fuck yourself on your ratings. I'm gonna screw him up every time. Okay, so, hundred out of ten for Zach. Uh-huh. I'm gonna give this movie... If you say less than Phoenix Forgotten, I'm gonna punch you in the dick. As we <laughs> well, said, Phoenix Forgotten and Unfriended are both fives. Perfect. So this better be at least a seven. I'm gonna give it a six. Um, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, folks. Horror thing. classic from his favorite director of all Here's time. The thing. No, it has nothing to do with Wes. Wes did great. I'm just still not, as I'm wearing a Freddy costume fedora right now. I'm just not the biggest fan of. Freddy still. Like, I get it more, but still a bigger fan of Jason, obviously still a bigger fan of Ghostface. It's just still not my kind of horror comedy, I guess. He wants slasher, not good movies. Got it. That's fair. I like slasher found footage. (laughs) Exactly. He likes trash, and I like also trash that is slightly better. So, yeah, 6 out of 10 and 100 out of 10 percent. Perfect. Nailed it. As it should be. So, and that's just for Freddy 1. Wait till we get to 2 through 45. Yeah, so I, I guess I guess while we're on that topic, uh, we're going to wait a little bit to cover the sequels. I think it's better for the content-wise and our sanity to not lock down a series for the next two months. You motherfucker. I have three composition books full of notes on Freddy's <laughs> 2 through 45. If I talk about Freddy Krueger for... 12 more hours, gonna kill myself. It's a win-win for everyone. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> well, we, we need to record a little more before I kill myself. I, look, we can weaken at Bernie's this, and I'll puppet your body for the rest of this. I, need to I get, got the time. I need to get through at least one screen movie before I die. So I'm You're right, which means I'm gonna kill you the moment we do a screen movie. You heard it here first. But no, um, Murder intent. <laughs> no, so we're, we're gonna wait a little bit. Uh, with that being said, next week we are doing. I forgot. <laughs> we so just, just had. I'm gonna go ahead and say we had about a 95 minute conversation about what we're doing next week, and now we're putting the oh, clock on it. I got it. I got it. Hit me. Okay, I'm back to do my job. Hats back on. Here we go. Next week we are reviewing uh, demonic. Wrong. We're doing demonic. Fuck. Son of a bitch, you so, got it right. Demonic is a, a straight to Netflix film. It might even be Netflix. I, I'm pretty sure it's remember. yeah, it's Netflix producing ninety percent. It's kind of like a, a Ghost Adventures parody. If you've ever seen that show, did you mean to say Jehost? Because we got a Jehost episode coming, baby. No. no. So he picked it. I didn't. <laughs> so it's a Jehost Adventures parody style movie. Um... <laughs> You have something to say, in turn. I have nothing to say. I have only excitement face for you when you said Jehost. <laughs> so, oh, your cat's here. Um, Don't worry about that cat. So it's a it's a Ghost Adventures style parody, somewhat also mixed in with a kind of found footage horror feel. Um, it's been years since I saw it. I saw it when it first came out back in 2015. So we'll we'll get into that next week. That's going to be our our episode. Perfect. And on that note, my first notebook for this is finally full, so I have to spend another dollar on this fucking podcast. Garbage. 
One dollar lost, because no money gained. But on that note, how many sweaters out of ten do we give this movie? Uh, do you have anything left to say to our lovely viewer? View, uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Him, her, they. Perfect. Cover all faces. I'm going to pet my cat. Bye. Alright guys, so this has been another session of Scarapy. Because therapy is way too expensive. Alright guys, our session's up. I'll talk to you next week.